Hey guys, welcome back to Death by Film. This is a podcast where we subject each other to the good, the bad, and the worst of movies. I'm Matt. I'm Paul. And today we record our final episode. Womp womp. <laughs> uh, we're doing a little wild card here. Hold on to your butts. Pew, pew, pew! And now, fire references. Stop yelling at me! Well, we some kind of suicide squad. All right, welcome back. And so, as we said, we mentioned in our last episode, this this is the final episode of Death by Film. Um, we you know we decided it's uh it's 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 a lot of work to make a podcast, <laughs> and uh, we're, here we are. For it's time. La- the last hurrah. It's time. It's we time. Had a good, we had a good time, but uh, we're gonna go out with a bang. With a little little wild card episode of uh, "Sky's the Limit," any pick, um, but we'll we'll still got a we got a few things to get to first. Yeah, let's start with what we always do. Uh, and why don't we do a little movie recall? What you, what you got? What you what what have you seen? Um, I watched a couple of movies that came out this past fall and a newer movie. So first off, Zombieland Double Tap. Oh, that seems like a bummer. No, it's okay. Is it? it? Yeah, it's it's definitely better than it should be. Yeah. It seems um, like it'd be a solid like couch movie. Yeah, it's definitely that. Um it's right up there with the first one. It's not that much worse, I okay. I would say. Yeah, the first so. one's enjoyable for sure. Yeah. It's interesting I mean, that Emma Stone would like come back to do that. Or any of them. Or it's true. Yeah. I mean, Abigail Breslin's like much older now. and Yeah. yeah. The the story also just focuses more around her. Okay. Too. So she is essentially a, a MacGuffin at one point. Love that word. MacGuffin. <laughs> MacGuffin. Uh, okay. So it's not bad. Not, not bad. Worth a watch. Yeah. And then I checked out Jane Silent Bob reboot. <laughs> oh. Ooh, I uh, forgot bring, that came and went very fast. I totally forgot that was happening. Well, I mean, it didn't have a normal like rollout. It had the Kevin Smith Road Show kind of. I don't know why they the, just didn't go like a Netflix deal or something like that. I don't think Netflix wanted it, and <laughs> um, I mean, for some of the stuff Netflix buys, I I think it would have been worth the purchase. Right. Uh, um, it's definitely better than the movie that it's rebooting i would say oh you don't like strike back oh not at all oh i, I that's one of the few kevin smiths i'm like i could do with this <laughs> where it's just total slapstick yeah oh yeah um um so this one just like the title says reboots it so it's almost like a complete rehash until maybe about halfway through yeah. And then it kind of finds its footing and kind of, um, I would say, leads his little view askew universe uh, into a younger territory where mm. he kind of casts his daughter as like the passing of the torch. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. See where it's gone. Yeah. I just so, have younger audience, like he was like dabbing and things like that. <laughs> No, but just like Star Wars, it's taking the old characters and passing the torch to the young. Yeah. And then by the third movie, it's like, no, 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 we're going to take it back. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Let's walk it back. People don't care about this. 
People don't care about other characters. We're, yeah. we're going to make a movie about the old ones. Right, right. Old villains. <laughs> I can't wait till we get like Grandpa Jay and Santa Bob. I mean, that's essentially where it was headed in, in this movie. So, <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Yeah, that that was um, worth a watch if you if you like Kevin Smith movies. If sure. not, you're definitely not going to like it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, yeah. Um, and then finally, I got to check out 1917. Ah, very ah, nice. Yes. Um, beautiful film. Yeah. Story wise, not much of a story. Yeah. It's a A to B literally story yeah, where yeah. It's a here's line. your mission go do it right um but yeah the craft is is amazing uh i read something today too that uh the gun that he has is uh it has t- a 10 bullet clip and he only fires 10 clips 10 shots the entire movie without reloading yeah for a war movie i thought it would be i, I don't know more gruesome i guess there are True. definitely like the aftermath of war. Right. More so of like other war movies puts you kind of right in the battle, which this movie does to a sense, not towards like uh, Saving Private Ryan though, uh-huh. where it's like an all out battle throughout the movie. Right, right. The biggest thing I've, I've heard with this is uh, people keep saying it's like a long video game cutscene. Kind of. Yeah. I, I can t- see that where because you're you're getting your mission, you're doing your like walk right. to point A to point B to point C. Yeah. Um, and every step of the way, you're meeting like a new character for like yeah, two like, or three lines. After spoiler, after the plane crash, it's like new character enters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so weird because it, like after the plane crash scene, there's like. A whole squadron of yeah. people and that entire, just show like, up. Loads of people. Like, couldn't you, you know, didn't you see a plane coming down? You're like, oh, we got to get there. Or maybe the fact that you would hear those trucks roll up. Yeah. <laughs> they just appear. Yeah. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, uh, movie. That's the biggest uh, complaint against the movie. There's some conveniences and the story's a little like, okay, okay. I, and also for a one-shotter, I could definitely tell where some major cuts were. Yeah, yeah. There's like, a, I know there's one where there's like, they go in front of like a wall or like a column. Oh, like yeah. Smoothing. Yep. Yep. There's that. Anytime like they go through a dark hallway. Right. Like you can definitely cut there. But still, it's it's awesome. It's a, oh, a visually definitely. incredible. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, there's a scene with the, the searchlights at night. And really, it's just you get this constant, like, kind of like flash of bright white light. And it's like, that was really cool. Yeah. And it, it builds tension because if he's in the light, he's going to get spotted and shot right. at. And if when he's in the dark, he's not. So you have like this real world intense kind of tension. Yeah. Very that good. I haven't really seen in any other type of war movie like this. Right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you been watching, Matt? Uh, not a lot. A lot of rewatches. Haven't really seen okay. much new. Uh, I tried seeing The Gentleman yesterday, but I went to the wrong theater. What did you see instead? Uh, I rewatched The Lighthouse at home. <laughs> oh, you walked all the way back? Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I just went back home. Took the train and said, no, we tried coming up with a solve. And I'm like, I'm not like rushing to see the turning right now. <laughs> so it's just not worth Look. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. 
but I guess the one of the new things I've seen is for the scavenger hunt uh, movie before 1960. I saw Dial M for Murder. Ooh, an oldie, little Hitchcock, yeah, yeah. Um, which is a you know, it's it's a very solid uh, whodunit sort of. You know, there's a good a lot of good long takes of like, um, just like exposition. Uh, mm. but yeah, it's, it's very straightforward. It's, it's, a, you know, only a couple locations even, and, uh, it might even be all one location. Um, but it's, you know, it's good. It's a, it's a solid whodunit before the time of all these tw- twists and turns were like necessary for a movie, you know? Yeah. I mean, this was around the time of the Agatha Christie yeah. like movies coming out right. as well. So you had your Perot coming out. Right. Yeah, no, it's good. But uh, yeah. I recommend y'all still get on that scavenger hunt because uh, the podcast may be ending, but the scavenger hunt continues. Yeah, I'm on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just stuck on talking animals. <laughs> talking animals, people. Uh, it's, you know, you can do it. There's some, just watch Antichrist. <laughs> or do I dare go see Doolittle? Oh, that's the inspiration behind the pick. Well, I. Uh, oh, I'm aware. I help <laughs> create this with you. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, no, there's some options, but definitely get on that. That's on that's on our letterbox pages. Um, before we get to our topic, let's let's talk some 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 things for the future. Let's. Uh, we had some questions we want to go over about just like movies in general, I guess, and we had we wanted to talk about one thing in particular. Let's go one by one. Who's an actor you're looking forward to seeing more stuff in the future from? Um, I definitely want to see more from John David Washington. Heels, yeah. Yeah, Tenet looks awesome. Yeah, I, I think uh, he's definitely one of those actor kids that kind of breaks f- away from his parents' lineage right, right. and kind of makes his own kind of career. And I think... Uh, what I saw from him in Black Klansman definitely kind of showcased him as a leading man. Right. And uh, I, I'm definitely curious to see what he's going to do in Tenet. Yeah, for sure. Um, what about you? Well, in, in, in that same vein with Tenet, I'm I'm very excited to be entering like the peak Pattinson, Robert Pattinson times. Pattinson? Yeah, the Pattinson. Like, the Pattinson. Like, like I think where, where Jake Gyllenhaal is right now. Uh, I think that's Pattinson's kind of almost there. Like he's like a few years behind. So he's, I definitely think he's going to be one of the top, he's one of the top actors in, in movies for the next like 10 years. But if he's following Hall's past, that means this will be his Prince of Persia, the Batman. No, 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 no. He already did his Prince of Persia, man. He did Twilight. Yeah, but this is his bubble boy. Mm. <laughs> Ooh. Hey, you start, you, you make your money, and then you do the movies you want to do. Sure. Yeah. That's all, how that we works. We all know the, the White House was made for box office results. Yeah, we all know that. <laughs> um, Mermaid sex, man. Yeah. Really puts butts in seats. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down to see what, what else Pattinson's going to do. Also, honorable mention, if we're going like young actors i guess noah jupe i'm very curious about his future and what he ends up doing um he was in honey boy and ford vs ferrari oh um, interesting so he's, he seems to be a very talented young kid and and 
with when you know you have like like 14 15 year olds you wonder like are they gonna still act when they're older are they gonna still be good actors when they're older there's a lot of the question marks with young actors like that mm-hmm. definitely uh, but yeah so those those are actors what about actresses i'm gonna have to say sorcy ronan hmm. she i think is gonna be the next meryl streep yeah i could see that and i think she's getting some tutelage from uh, well, she, her as well she's what 20 and she's already been nominated for four oscars holy shit is she 20 yeah she's fairly young in her career yeah cause, oh, i mean she's been acting she's been she, acting for a while now right. she was in uh atonement when she was like what do you see? 12 or 13 she's 25 but she's 25 still, that's still very Mexico. young yeah and already has right more oscar nominations side. than and Hathaway or right. Witherspoon. Yeah, she's she's very good, and, and she plays a lot of different types of characters, which is really cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely curious to see what's next for her. Right. What about you? Uh, I I went a little more outside, I'm, because I think it's someone who can be who can be very good in a in on the big screen, but she's on mostly TV, and that's Jodie Comer from uh, Killing Eve. Oh, definitely. She's she's like she's very good. She's so charismatic on Killing Eve, and uh, she recently was in the new Star Wars, and she will be in Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. Um, but I'm very curious. I think she's a good like kind of like comedic dramatic like in between both yeah on killing eve i just love how she can kind of switch like yeah. on a dime so from the comedic like i'm playful to i'm gonna kill you to a complete psychopath yeah yeah um no she has so that that i'm very curious about and and i think she's she's really good and yeah i, I wonder if she'll do more movies or stick to tv yeah, I have an honorable mention. Um, Danielle McDonald. I'm not sure if you recognize her or not. No. She was um, star of the movie Patty Cakes. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's been um, in a few smaller roles of things. Yeah, I just watched a, a movie last night, a next Netflix original, I believe, called Dumplin'. And she oh, was right. with uh, Jennifer Aniston in that. Yeah, the movie's not so great. Movie, right? Yeah, the Dolly Parton movie. The yeah. movie itself not so great, but she was pretty good in it. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm curious to see what else she's got. Sure. And then again, if you're going like like based on true like young young people, I think a lot of people would say Thomas and McKenzie. She was in Jojo Rabbit. She was mm-hmm. in uh, Leave No Trace. So she's she's really good. Oh, definitely. Uh, and lastly, how about directors? I gotta go with Alex Garland. Ooh, I, I didn't expect that to be honest. Yeah, I'm I just love everything he's ever written or done uh, really. Even the beach. Okay. Even I, uh, I see I, I was not crazy about Annihilation. Okay. I, I really like Annihilation in, in terms of style and what sure. they're yeah. trying to go with. Executional wise, uh wasn't a hundred percent there. Right. <laughs> but but yeah, um, no, he's still a very exciting director, and he has a show coming out about Silicon Valley or something, right? Yeah, I, it's still kind of a mystery of what the actual plot is. They're kind of keeping that uh, shrouded a little it's bit. It's some sort of thriller about software developers. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems a little bit like Ex Machina, where a developer genius guy right. gets hackers to come to his personal place yeah. to hack. And I think that's so, dropping on streaming in a, soon. I think pretty soon. 
Yeah, on FX, I believe. Oh, okay. I didn't. I, I, I didn't realize it was FX. I thought it was going to be on Hulu or something. But no, oh, cool. But that's his next project. I, I'm yeah. still curious to see what his next movie will be, though. Right. For sure. What about um, you? I mean, it's it's hard to say. I mean, Denny Villeneuve, but like he's like already here, you know. Yeah, that that was the thing when picking directors. I was just like, uh, Alex Garland has done a few, yeah. but like I can always say, like, yeah, I can't wait for the next Paul Thomas Anderson movie. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but uh, I think if I'm going, I'm I'm curious to see what Jordan Peele's next move is. Okay, you yeah. Know, I, I mean, Get Out was awesome. I think Us is still good, but it's not nearly as good as. Uh, get out I'm, I'm just curious what his next move is if he's still doing horror if he does a f- pure comedy um i guess in the same way like the reverse way of ari aster who might who's done a lot of good horror but he said he might do some comedy and we'll see that's it that's a weird take because yeah. i mean midsummer had some some comedic moments uh but i would yeah call like uh, when the old people jump or um <laughs> yeah like for uh, reasons the bear suit i think the bear suit was pure comedy <laughs> you didn't have to just burn your boyfriend alive. Let's yeah. put him in a bear suit. Well, there was there was some amazing promotion after that came out um, by A twenty four. They made it like a nineties kids commercial, and it's like it's a bear, it's a bear, it's a bear <laughs> in a cage. Wow. Oh, okay. You gotta watch it. It's incredible. Okay. It's like a nineties kids toy, and it's like a little model of the bear in the cage. <laughs> and all, all the kids' reactions are like wide-eyed, like, <gasps> oh, it's amazing. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, those are some people to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. And, um, so, as opposed to looking forward, why don't we look back a little bit? Let's take a trip down memory lane, podcast-wise. You got the, uh, so let's, let's talk first. What's, what do you think is your favorite movie that we watch for the podcast? Ooh, I, I looked back at the podcast and noticed I watched a lot of trash. It's overwhelmingly bad. Yeah. I'd, I'd say like 70%. I would say for every one good movie, there's at least 10 bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably, I guess we're at a 90% ratio now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we would go into like little spats of, oh, you gave me a shit movie this week yeah. i'm gonna do it next week it oh, kind of yeah. went back and forth for a while yeah we tried to keep it balanced early on and then said fuck it yeah balanced by you know starting it off with like daddy daycare <laughs> yeah. um but anyways my favorite movie was a trash movie and it was mm-hmm. the wicker man oh yes it was so so bad it was so good yeah yeah that's that's um it's so bad, it's so good, but I still recommend seeing the original one because that one's good, good. Yeah, yeah, the British one. Yeah. Uh, that's, I mean, Midsummer vibes for sure, but um, that's, yeah, but Nicolas Cage screaming out bees, like, come on, what's not to like? Yeah, right? I mean, there's, isn't there a bear suit in that movie too? <laughs> I'm uh, pretty bears, sure bees, pe- they both like honey. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Some of the people dress up as be same bears. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, I got a question for you. Since this is a Nick Cage movie, what actor do you think his career is more headed towards a Nick Cage type career? 
Oh, ooh, that's a tough one. Like, like I, who was like very successful but might just go off the rails? Yeah. Ooh. Ah. Uh, while I think about this, what is your pick? Um, mine would be Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, you think so? I mean, I, I feel like Okja really showed promise of that. Oh, definitely. I just feel like he has gotten to a point in his career where he's not afraid to just go batshit crazy on screen. And yeah. he, he is it, picking very bizarre movie roles in these indie, uh, like Velvet Buzzsaw. Right. I think that there's a difference. Though, is Nicolas Cage was never like a great actor. Like what? Jake Gyllenhaal is a good. What? He's a. You a, take that back, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he's like actually like a really good actor, and I think less in the movie he's, he's picking. Nick Cage has done so many movies, mo- a lot of them just to like get out there, but yeah. like. He also brings a strange energy, and I think Jake Jake can show off a good energy like that. But I don't know. I think once Jake Gyllenhaal like quits his cocaine habits that he's in right now, because <laughs> he's just going crazy in some roles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all that debt he's made from all the cocaine. Right. I think we'll have looking, to do all these terrible movies. I think we're looking more at like a. Maybe like a, a, what's his name? Peter Sarsgaard. What? Or or, uh, what about this? You're talking I like think, an A-list I think actor. Justin Clemens is going to have his moment, but I could see him later having a that kind of derailing career. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. It's that's a hard one to pick. There is no other Nick Cage. You can't replace him. I, I mean, John Cusack is kind of doing oh, the Nick yeah, Cage yeah. thing right now. But, but he's not he's, acting. He's just doing like the human Nick Cage thing. He's just being John Cusack. Right. The, the last thing I saw him in, which I liked, was Love and Mercy. Yeah. Um, but even that didn't make much money in that. Right. And, and he does like 30 Redbox movies a year. <laughs> yeah. I love how at Nick Cage, most of his uh, his movie posters are pure Photoshop. Oh, I love it. I, yeah. His... Uh, it, it's really where's his hairline today? You know what? I feel like based on all the photoshopping done with his movie posters, I bet you we can make like a 3D model of Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> and just like just I think he should be like open source. Let everyone make movies with Nick Cage. <laughs> an open source Nick Cage. He's an open source actor. Oh boy. Just like here here is the Nick Cage uh files. Do what you want. <laughs> I feel like that's more of a Shia LaBeouf kind of concept that, movie. That's true. I, uh, that might be a great example of who might Nick Cage next. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. That's not a bad choice. Uh, we just did it. We found the next yes. crazy. Yes. Uh, back on track. Reel it back, back on in. track. Reel it back <laughs> in. All right. Your favorite well, movie was The Wicker Man. Yes. Okay. What was your favorite movie you watched for the podcast? <laughs> so you... you in. In the early on, you were more generous to me for sure, uh, and you and slowly but surely you said, "Screw that! I'm going to give you all DC movies." Um, I, I I think Dog Day Afternoon might be the best movie that you made me watch. I mean, uh, I still think I because that, that one jumped out to me. Like I still think about that movie. It's such a good movie. Um, That's kind of funny because the movie I chose this week. Has similarities to that movie. It sure does. It sure does. Oh. Al Pacino's in it. I know. He goes, 
I uh, sent of a woman. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it, it's 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 a very very good movie, and and that's kind of I hadn't watched a lot of stuff from like the seventies and eighties and and even before that, so uh, it was nice to watch a classic like that. Oh, for sure, that's but, a good one. Um, on the on the flip side, what is the worst movie? I mean, technically, the worst movie I watched are probably like the movies that I don't even remember. Yeah, that's the thing. It was hard. I had to go back and look a little bit at my uh, list on Letterboxd. Like, I looked back, and there are some movies I totally forgot I watched. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're they're gone. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. But I I guess technically the worst movie I watched is The Room. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, you could argue that's like Wicker Man territory. I know. I mean, that's why I wanted to talk about it because <laughs> it's just like it's the room. Yeah, and that was for I believe our our hundredth episode or fiftieth episode or something. Fiftieth, yeah. because we have like a hundred. Oh, you're right. We just hit over hundred. <laughs> yeah, fiftieth episode. Yeah, it's been yeah. a while. For sure. Yeah. And you just have Tommy Wiseau just being Tommy Wiseau, the human Dracula. <laughs> I have a feeling this won't be the first time the room comes up <laughs> in the rest of this episode. <laughs> You're killing me, Lisa. Oh. I did not hit her. I did not. You're tearing me apart. <laughs> oh, man. What a movie. Uh, good times. We had good times. times. It's great times. <laughs> so many good times. What, what was your worst movie? Well, you definitely had me relive a lot of the 80s and 90s. That's for damn I sure. Mean, I mean, those are just gold movies. Yeah. All of them. I mean, it's really nothing easy to problematic. Say Suicide Squad. Ah, it's so twisted. It's it's very it's a damaged movie. <laughs> it's a very so damaged da- movie. <laughs> so damaged, they had to tattoo it on a person's forehead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, it's yeah, it's Suicide Squad's hard, but there's a lot that are like equal. You know, you gave me Monkey Bone, and you gave me Rollerball. You gave me some of those like bottom tier movies. I don't know what you're talking about. Those are all great in their own ways. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) You gave me episode one. Thanks. Hey, pod racing. (laughs) Duel of the fates. Double lightsaber. (laughs) It's bad. There's a lot of bad. You gave me a lot of bad. I gave you a lot of good. (laughs) What are you talking about? It was a journey. It was all. That's what it's all about. But you know what? We still got some movies to talk about for this episode. I think we should get into our, our movies that we watched for this episode. Yes. I think it's time. Uh, yes. So it was a wild card. We got to kind of pick whatever we wanted, whatever we felt was necessary. And uh, let's start with your movies. The three that I gave you were... One sec. I'm pulling up my list. <laughs> Uh, crap. Where is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cheats, Airheads, and Stealing Harvard. I mean, all great, all gold. Fantastic. You 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 still need to. And go on. <laughs> <laughs> I chose Airheads. Ah, oh, legendary. It is. It is. It's like I don't know why. It's not like obviously a great movie, but it's it's one of those '90s like. Yeah, it's just like it's a fun watch. Yeah, you're not going to be bored watching this movie because it moves too quickly to right. like focus on the 
the dumbness of it. Definitely. And as I was quickly mentioning before, you got to see Cheats. So great. Yeah. Great teen, so, teen comedy about cheating on tests. It's great. Uh, I thought you were going to tell me to relive Stealing Harvard. Oh, uh, yes. Mmm, casserole. Mmm, Tom Green. Just <laughs> being Tom Green. Oh, yes. That's the best kind of Tom Green, if we're being honest. he He's a weird dude. He's been doing a lot of podcasts lately. Really? He's just weird. What if he Tom always, Green had like one of those moments where he became like a serious actor? No. <laughs> no, let's not. Let's not imagine that world. Oscar nominee Tom Green. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Freddie got fingered again. <laughs> oh. so let's talk about Airheads. Cops told me you guys are looking for a record contract. There's something going on here we got to take immediate advantage of, guys. Yeah, Come on, yeah. let's talk, huh? Yeah, what's that? What's that? Will you look? This is hot. You guys are the hottest thing since Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Marky Mark, man, that guy sucks. Okay, forget Marky Mark. There's magic out here, guys. Let's talk contracts. I promise you, someday we're going to be backstage at the Forum laughing about this. All right, let me ask you a question. What side are you taking the big David Lee Roth Van Halen split? What do you mean? What kind of question is that? What side did you take, Halen or Roth? Van Halen. He's a cop. Oh, Wait a second. Oink, oink. Strictly a judgment call. They sold a lot of records after Dave left the group. Come on, one more question. Hey, come on, Jeff, one more. Right, 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 right. Who'd win in a wrestling match, Lemmy or God? Lemmy. God. Wrong, dickhead. Trick question. Lemmy is God. Oh, Airheads. Let's start by tweeting the plot. Uh, to make it big, you got to do something illegal. Hashtag the American dream. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way shit gets done. I mean, t- what could go wrong? <laughs> I mean, kind of like, right. especially after like the past week, like, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you can yeah. do something illegal and totally get away with it now. But OK, yeah, cool. yeah, don't don't make this the last episode about that. Don't sour it. America. <laughs> 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 All right. The actual plot art is um, three would-be rockers hold up a radio station with fake weapons to get their record played on the radio, and it ends up with them getting a record deal. Yeah. So yeah, it works out. I the guess it Lone works. Rangers. A contradiction in itself. Yeah. Uh, they call that out in the movie. I love that. Yeah. It's um, a it's a running gag. Yeah. Uh, I think the best thing about this movie, obviously, is the cast. Oh, there are so many people in this. It's so uh, Brendan Fraser, Steve Buscemi, Adam Sandler. They make the Lone Rangers. Yeah. And then you have Michael McLean and Joe Mantin- Montaigne. Joe Montaigne. Uh, Joe Montaigne, the radio DJ. Uh, <laughs> Michael Richards and yeah. some kind of radio guy who's just just in the air shafts, yeah. dieharding it. Right. Um, um, Chris Farley, yeah. Ernie Hudson. Mm-hmm. Judd Nelson, Reggie Cathy, a young David Arquette. Yeah, what? Like, <laughs> with like like bleach blonde spiky hair. I I don't even think he says a single word in this movie. He's right. just like in the background and then runs out the the doors. Yeah, yeah. He's That's like a little wiener of a kid. Uh, Harold Ramis. Yes, Harold Ramis is in it, isn't he? Uh, Amy Locan. Um, Mike Judge, he does Beavis and Butthead on the phone when they call into the radio yeah, station. Yeah, yeah. Tracy Ullman. Uh, MTV's Kurt Lauder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, got some solid MTV cameos. I think it was uh, an MTV movie, right? I, I think so. I think this was one of the first MTV movies. Um, Actually, no, then, it's not. I'm looking right now. It's not. Damn. It felt Surprising. like it. Yeah, definitely. You got the cameo by Kurt Lauder. You got cameo by Rob Zombie. 
Yeah, he's uh, one of the rock bands uh, about halfway through the movie. Right. Um, yeah, it's just, it's got an MTV vibe to it. Like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Mike's a, is it Joe's apartment Joe's or Mike's apartment? apartment? <laughs> yeah, it like comes out soon after this around right. it. And it feels right on par in terms of just like comedy-wise. Yeah, it's it's so good. And like I said earlier, it's the dog day afternoon of the of the nineties. <laughs> yeah, if you can't get airplay, just hold up the radio station. Yeah, be like you see that the system's unfair. Yeah, you got you do something illegal. Let's change. Call it, it out. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's it's so good. You got the the hot hot sauce being put in the the toy guns. Yep, uh, because Steve Buscemi he works at a toy store and yeah. he confiscates the like Asian guns because they look too realistic. <laughs> so he has to take them off the shelf and they use it to hold up a ra- radio station. Right. Right. It's uh, great. Yeah. It's so good. This was, this was one of the movies that's kind of like the, it was like the constant like rerun on comedy central. Oh yeah. I, I definitely like watched this in the nineties, uh, because comedy central would run this. So I married an ax murderer <laughs> and, oh, what was the other one? I think they used to play this one movie that I want you to watch, Freaked, oh, all right. the time. Uh, Basically yeah. anything with like SNL, ex-SNL ca- uh, cast members, because I remember Comedy Central also used to run SNL reruns. Oh, constantly. And it was that, great. That was great. That's how I saw a lot of the old SNL stuff. That and uh, Kids in the Hall. Yeah, yeah. And uh, No, they didn't run Who's Lies anyway. That was uh, ABC Family or whatever. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, there's a lot of good people and I, I just love like also like the, the whole like nineties grunge rock vibe. Oh yeah. The rock and roll, I guess is just like metal music. Yeah. To them. Right. <laughs> yeah Which is great. Like why metal doesn't get played on like top 40 radio? Why would they do that? Yeah. It's so weird. And then like they do nerd shaming in this movie as a like <laughs> insult. <laughs> Chester. Yeah, so Brendan Fraser's character is Chaz, not Chester. Right. Chester is his legal name, but right. Uh, I, I guess that's not a cool enough name. No, I guess no, it's not um, that he is uncool. Then I, I guess Lincoln Park is uncool. Then good point, valid point. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I definitely see what you're saying. Uh, Chris Farley is barely in this movie, but he is nonetheless. He is- Okay, yeah, he has one r- role in this movie, and it's to get uh, Brendan Fraser's girlfriend from a metal concert to get the uh, cassette tape because their original tape burned right. when they tried to play it on the radio. Well, and he was like crowd control for the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and I think I think another great thing is the chemistry. The chemistry between like the, especially like Steve Buscemi, Adam Sandler, and Brendan Fraser. I never thought I'd say this about Brendan Fraser, but like yeah, he's great for this movie. <laughs> yeah, the the airhead kind of rocker. Yeah, with long hair. Yeah, it's it's so weird that Brendan Fraser was like that perfect kind of California like '90s guy. Dude, maybe like, Brendan Fraser's our next Nick Cage. Oh, I think uh, he would have to start making a lot more movies. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he comes back and does like weird shit. That would be great. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Um, um, 
Yeah, Steve Buscemi looks like a 40-year-old man with long hair. It's weird. But yeah, he looks much older than the rest of the band for sure. And then you have a real young Adam Sandler. Naked except his hat over his, his beanie. Wiener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he sleeps with one of the like the the stereotype of like a sexy woman. Oh, like, it was definitely she, like bleach blonde, like Baywatch kind of. And she talked like Marilyn Monroe basically. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> but the it's, 90s. you know, you got Michael Richards' character is kind of like the inside man from the uh the police. Uh, and and he's in the air vents trying to like get intel. Yeah, he, he's being all diehard. There's so much going on all at once. Yeah, and it doesn't feel like it. It's definitely single focus. Mm-hmm. How about that? It it knows what type of movie it is too, and it gets in and out within an hour and thirty minutes. Yeah, like the fat is pretty much trimmed on oh, this movie, yeah. so it just kind of runs smoothly. I just, missed like movies just that pure joy. Yeah. That didn't need like extra fifteen minutes of like improv lines in between characters. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm honestly when I rewatched the Lighthouse yesterday, I was, I'm like, this is an hour and fifty minutes. It's really not that long. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I definitely, especially when everyone's attention span is so short because of social media. Like, yeah, keep keep an hour and a half. It's amazing yeah. that we're going back to like. Irishman three and a half hours and like so many like three plus hour movies and, and or nearly three hour movies and that's not the way that like people consume me- like media anymore. No, like I doubt the number of people that watch the Irishman all the way through in one sitting right. is higher than people that broke it up in segments. Right. I think that's like, why TV is hitting its golden age because people have the shorter attention span. Yeah, and they still want good character development and the only way to do that is in short segments right so yeah well i mean yeah we'll we'll see how that i feel like tv may be kind of even shifting more i feel like movies may be down but i don't know people are always gonna love movies but i i think american tv is dying i think american tv is kind of going the way of british television where Mm. Uh, it'll be short miniseries. It won't be 22 episode arcs of right. a show that could, that doesn't really have a story to last that long. Sure. Like, Especially you know, for multiple seasons. A Chernobyl like is, is five episodes. It's, 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 it's long. Sure. But it's like, instead of some people, instead of turning this into like a movie, they mm-hmm. stretch it out a little bit and then let it marinate in like a miniseries. Yeah. I mean, they, like the Sherlock series for right. BBC. Oh yeah, yeah. They do the same thing. Where, right. And I don't. I think with Netflix really doing the TV game, they're allowing their uh, TV shows to kind of play with how long an episode is mm-hmm. now. So it's not like thirty minutes. It can be like forty-five. Yeah, yeah. It can be exactly. twenty. Uh, Disney Plus did this for The Mandalorian where one episode I think is 25 minutes and another is like 45. Right. Tell the story however long you need. Yep. Yep. That's but good. back to Airheads. <laughs> back to Airheads. Can't, can't back to Airheads. <laughs> uh, I, I, in my like five minute research of this movie on IMDb, yes. I, I read a user review and it, I want to just call out the su- sentence from this review okay, because it, it makes me laugh. It's not Schindler's List or Chicago. (laughs) 
That oh. is correct. It is nope. neither of those movies. Nope. This is Airheads. <laughs> I'd say it's it's closer to Chicago. Maybe. No, I'm going more. It's more like Schindler's List. The <laughs> the drama. The That's, real drama. You know what? The more I think about it, that is actually a really great review. <laughs> they they end up in prison. Yeah. And then they do like the whole Johnny Cash live in prison thing. Yep. Yep. I think they even make a joke about that. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Where their live from prison album goes like triple platinum or right. something. The uh, the radio host who was being fucked around the whole movie by like the management, um, mm-hmm. he quits and becomes their manager. Yep. Joe Montana. Yep. Fat Tony. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, happened to him? Did he die? I don't think he died. I think he's still I hanging bet- in there. Every time we like do one of these '90s movies, I'm always like fascinated where these like he's, character actors he's are now. That would have been a yeah, that would have been a good one for the future. He's, he's still alive. He's so good. Yeah. He was in Honey, I Blew Up the Baby. Or no, <laughs> Baby's Day Out. <laughs> he wasn't Baby's Day Out. Another movie you gave me for the podcast. Oh, bringing yeah. it back, bringing it back. Yeah, so good. <laughs> um, all right, you got anything else to add about Airheads? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right. Cool, 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 cool. Um, so, where would you add Terry Crews? I think he would make a great uh, overzealous FBI sergeant to replace the other guy. Yeah, instead of like the uh, um, what's his name? He's kind of like the the military flat top kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. He he's in. A, he plays the same character in like every role that right. that guy's ever been in. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Terry Crews would have been funny for as sure, that for guy because sure. uh, he's muscular <laughs> and, one, and could yell. I mean, Brooklyn Nine Nine, you know, yeah, slips I, right in. I just want him to wear like a sh- he's shirtless, but wearing the the body armor <laughs> that says FBI. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> buy that. Because it's the 90s, greased up muscle FBI guy. <laughs> it sells. I mean, this is the era that, like, you believe Keanu was an FBI agent. That's true. That surfed. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, I would like to call out before getting into the emoji rating. There's one one uh, person on the cast list I just have to call out, and that's John Melendez playing the character of, this is what his character's name is, Constant Masturbating Rocker. What? <laughs> Where? Oh, oh, it's, I know it's who when it is. When he's out front and everyone's like admitted, admitting all their like yeah, weird well, things. When everyone's doing their I'm Spartacus moment. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, what does he say? I masturbate too much or something like that. <laughs> Constantly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that would make sense for his name. Constant yeah. masturbating rocker. <laughs> we also have Dungeons and Dragons rocker. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> This movie, man. Yeah. It, it's a, it's this a hoot. Was, this was before we got into the uh, Brendan Fraser renaissance of Bedazzled and uh, Blast from the Past. Oh, my God. By the way, Blast from the Past, I might have seen more than any movie in the 90s. Wow. That is... I don't know why, but that is impressive. I don't know either. It's always on TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Airheads... Rate it with emojis. Eye opener, guitar, guitar, drum, shrug, happy, mind explode. 
<laughs> it's got all the emotions. It's got all the emotions. It's a I mean, of emotions. I mean, it's a good one to go out on. It's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's really, I feel like, embodies what this podcast is about. It's a good balance of good and bad. And, you know, there's the enjoyable bad. And I think that's what this is. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't even, I, I wouldn't even call this movie bad. I think it's a good movie. Sure, sure. Good comedy. I, I, I think it sets out what it wants to do. Yeah. It tells a cohesive story. For sure, yeah. Not too many leaps of logic. Yeah, got it. Got it. It's straightforward to the point, and uh, it's got it's got a lot of people you like. So, yeah, yeah. It's no Schindler's List or Chicago. That's it. That's true. It's very true. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to your <laughs> your movie uh, oh, for the final. Oh boy! And I gave you some real bangers to go out on. Uh, so y- your selection were cats. Showgirls and Aquaman. <laughs> I really, you know, should have watched Aquaman to round out my DC experience. Nope, no, nope, <laughs> no. Nope. But no, how could I pass up the opportunity to talk about? I mentioned earlier one of the worst movies for the podcast. This, this might be both. This might right? be best, the best and the worst. Right. Uh, so I watched <laughs> Cats. Jellical cats and oh god! Yeah, what? First off, what's a jellical cat? First off, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. First off, cat eyes in the clouds. What? Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> this movie. This movie. I'm so glad you chose it. Yeah. Oh, first off, why don't you go ahead and tweet the plot? This one might be tough. Oh no, I got it. I got it. Basically, what would happen if we let AI write a musical? Hashtag hire Elon Musk. <laughs> Bring in Elon Musk back. We should have cast him in movies. <laughs> Elon Musk. Yeah. He's, he's the mastermind behind Hollywood. All right. You know, you let him make a movie with AI and then this is what ha- this is what it sounds like. Oh, boy. This it's it's because I am. What I mean by that is is the songs and the story, it's just pure nonsense. It's like an algorithm of words just compiled together. When I asked you to tweet the plot, is there a plot to this movie? No. It, what? Okay. Here's what, <laughs> no. here's, here's what they think the movie is about. Here's what like the studio wants to tell you it's about. A new cat enters the world of Jellicle Cats as they decide who will get a chance at a new life as each cat makes their case via song. Meanwhile, McCafferty is trying to rig the process so he wins. That's what they want you to think the plot is. <laughs> this is what I think the plot is. Magical Mr. Mistopheles, Jellicle Cat, Jellicle Cat, eat trash McCafferty. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's nonsense. It, there's, you know, yes, it's singing the whole time. And there's some, some stars in here, I guess. <laughs> it's so weird. I love this movie and hate it at the same time. Right. So I, I just love how I love how 
earnest everyone's playing the role too, except oh, yeah, for George, James Corden. Well, he is he is committed because he is the one who's he's the only person who's allowed to be funny like that. Like his role her, her, is to be like the comic relief, but everyone's a comic relief in this. But Rebel Wilson is just doing the oh, female right, version right. of him. Rebel Wilson too. Which she she has a a cat skin suit that she wears, I guess. Yeah, very. Yeah, she keeps unzipping it, and there's like more clothes underneath, more well fur and clothes, and it's confusing. And an army of cockroach people with faces. Yeah, and I think there's mice too, and the mice are all the faces of children, which makes me more confused. <laughs> yeah, because they <laughs> eat them. So, and also, oh god, there's so much to talk about. I don't know where to begin. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, so, I'll start with my experience seeing the movie. This is the only movie I think any of us have ever had to go to the theater to see. I think so. And I, you know, it was worth it because the theater experience for this is magical. Yes, I I agree. If you watch this movie at home by yourself, you will not get no. why people have, are kind of loving least have it. Have like you know like five or six people over to like make fun of it together, and make sure you all are drunk and stupid <laughs> and having a good time. Because yeah, so the theater experience is great. Everyone very quickly knew to turn on this movie. Lots of laughter at unexpected moments, like like when. Uh, I just saw disappears and he goes, McCavity. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Laughter. Um, I'd also like to call out there was like a six year old, like little girl who saw this movie with her mom. And I, th- and at one point she yells out, This movie's so long. <laughs> <laughs> and she was very correct. And she's probably going to be scarred for life from that movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you're seeing this movie this late in its theatrical run, you're you know going, what's going to, on. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's going on. So you're surrounded by drunk people or high people right. or whatnot. It needs, I really think this movie should be rated R. <laughs> like it, it feels very graphic and sexual, and I feel very uncomfortable watching it. Right. It's so, I don't know what. The word like, is to describe it. Rebel Wilson like is swinging her tail around and like pulls it between her legs and like sings into her tail, but it's like very phallic and. Well, yeah, she's swinging it like it's her dick first. Yeah, yeah. and then goes, <laughs> "Hey, I'm gonna sing with it now." Right, right. It's very, very awkward and uncomfortable. Uh, and like you know, Taylor Swift shakes her like non-existent tits, like like cat tits. She does like a little shimmy. Yeah, it's very weird because uh, <laughs> they also don't CGI it away enough no. to not make it look like boobs. Yeah, yeah, right. So also like, in my theater experience, what? also in my theater experience, someone brought their dog. <laughs> to cats. Yes. Someone had Mortal a enemies. dog and it wasn't like a, like a I'm nervous kind of dog. Like I have an emotional support dog. It was like, I'm just going to bring my dog. <laughs> to end it with this AMC no big deal and it was like I didn't notice until like the last half hour and it blew my mind <laughs> okay it was amazing um, I will also mention I saw the new version this is this is the re-edited CGI version and uh, no so I know before there was a mixture some are hands some are claws all hands but like no claws. No, no claws. All hands. 
just human hands like that are like kind of makeup so it looks more like it's a play. But what gets what's weird about this is there's a scene where McCavity kind of like stabs his claw into someone's forehead. So it's just a finger. What? He just puts a finger in someone's forehead. <laughs> I think it was in Bustopher Jones, his forehead. Oh, this movie, this movie. It's how did how did they do it? I don't really understand. Like how how do you get so far into a process and then spend so much money and then be like, yeah, let's keep making it. <laughs> well, I saw the OG version, the the non edited remastered, right. and so the there is a cut. mixture of hands and I mean straight cut off of hands to cgi fur body so weird um what else and uh some people looked more cat and feline like than others where it was just like some looked more like the stage play cats yeah i think everyone kind of had the stage k stage play cat vibe mostly I, I guess that's not true more so like the supporting cats yeah and then like buster for jones is very robust and and cgi'd but then you look at a character like Ian McShane, or Ian McKellen, right? Um, and okay. he looks like a straight up like island of Doctor Moreau right. like monstrosity yeah. of like a dying cat, and then Ian McKellen, and then you have Judy Dench doing uh, Spread Eagle as oh, a cat. God, oh, in like in like a little like baby bassinet. And it's the look on her face that she gives you that just is haunting. It's, it's her, her O face, yeah. <laughs> it's like, hi, don't you want to fuck me? Yeah. And I, it's, it's a resounding no. <laughs> yeah, I think another quality and enjoyment was someone in my theater had like a laugh that was just, it was a funny laugh. So oh, that, that makes really it even better. It um, did, you, did you guys have, uh, in your experience, did you have audience members talking to each other from rows apart no like, not really making Except jokes for what i called out with the the little girl yelling out okay and like that that got laughs from everyone gotcha but uh no it wasn't very interactive but apparently the lmo draft house has been doing rowdy screenings at like 11 p.m uh yeah this is this generation's like rocky horror that's, or what, the that's room. what i meant with the room like the room does screenings like that too like this yeah. is this is gonna be it, it, they're going to show this in theaters for so long and it's going to make so much money and it's not going to be a bomb after all. No, it's going to be one of those movies that lives on just because of how bad it is. Yeah. And I am down for it. Yeah. I am down to watch a like midnight showing of this like <laughs> drunk as shit again because imagine, I had dude, so much if fun. The theater did like a, a bring your pet to the show the screening. Like I could <laughs> see that happening. Oh, definitely. Um, I would also like to thank my wife for seeing this for the second time with me. Oh, boy. So she's seen and it twice. Did um, she see the OG and now the re-edited? Yes, she has seen oh. both. Uh, she said it like she noticed it, but it wasn't enough to like make a difference. Um, <laughs> but she also said that the first time she saw it, it wasn't everyone wasn't like laughing. Oh, okay. So it was awkward. So she had to like hold it in the whole movie. Oh God. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's this one. This experience was, was a joy. And, uh, the movie, I haven't even talked about really the movie itself. There's, I can just like shout out little moments. 
Um, well, this movie doesn't have a real narrative yeah, to no, talk about. It's, it's, it's just it's, it's every cat is like singing their song. Uh, here's who I am. Yeah, and it's now like it's your here's, turn. we have this ballerina cat that just goes scene to scene to be she introduced to all these other. Yeah, yeah, and well, what what is this movie? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird, the, and I, I think I think from what I hear. The actual musical, the Broadway musical, is also very weird. So you know, I I heard they interact with the audience, like they yeah. sit on your lap. Yeah, they like come out of the crowd and like like paw at you and stuff. Uh, no, thank you. No, <laughs> no that's no, like no. worse than a haunted house, right? I don't <laughs> want like a grown man dressed as a cat touching me. Right, right. I th- I think a big thing with this too is human human beings earnestly like hissing. Or earnestly rubbing, <laughs> <laughs> or earnestly rubbing their cheeks on each other yeah. as a form like, of like this. Like, oh, that's a sweet gesture. <laughs> no, it it comes off real, real weird. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, some of the characters involved, we got Bustopher Jones. Uh, we have McCaverty. We have uh, Magical Mister Mistopheles. Which that song will get stuck in your head. God damn it. Well, because they only repeat his yeah. name like a hundred times for that to be a song, I guess. Right. And they reuse the same melody for the finale song. Oh, can we talk about the ending? <laughs> or or the fact that this movie is all set up about like cats voting on each other to commit suicide? Yeah. Did you ever see the article about how cats and Midsummer are the same movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's a cult of people forcing someone to kill themselves. <laughs> right? <laughs> but they have a an air balloon that they send yeah. a cat. And that's how the movie ends is this cat being lifted up yep. into the sky and everyone waving it goodbye like, hello, bye. Yep. Uh, that's you know, very much like this is how our podcast is ending as we both <laughs> sail into the sunset in our blimp. <laughs> <laughs> we will be... Reborn as jellical yes. cats. Yes. Um, oh God. Yeah. And they also end on another note, uh, how preaching to camera about how dogs suck and cats rule. Oh. Yeah. Or the fact that it just breaks the fourth wall at the end yeah. with Judy Dench and she keeps singing going. at camera. She keeps going. I thought I was like, oh, it's a one little note about how how cats are better than dogs. Like, oh, it's like three minutes in, she's still doing it. Yeah, like this is a full song, and yeah. she is not breaking. Right. Well, I don't know why. What What did dogs do to you? That That part offended me. <laughs> <laughs> this oh movie. no! So much offended me. Uh, what offended me is just that the proportions of the the cats change within the same scene over oh, and yes. over and over again. The, the scale is so weird um, because particularly they when they sneak in the somehow someone's house and she's putting on all the jewelry so she's wearing earrings around her wrist but a bracelet around her neck like a necklace how can a cat be so small that earrings would fit around its paws <laughs> tell me that or, or how about just food size in oh, general yeah. and and i think what stands out the most too is when they're on the train tracks Oh, that is hilarious. It, it looks like they are little mice. Yeah, they're like li- tiny little rats, but they're cats. 
Dude, we oh. need a, we need a spinoff. It's just called Rats. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, I love it so much. I don't know why it's, it's such hot garbage. It's, there's there's just so many moments that you're like, that was really weird, and it's just it makes it makes you laugh. Like Ian McKellen hiding in the closet, just looking out of a saucer. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Ian McKellen, a knighted. <laughs> just there's so many mouth noises in this movie that I did not need. <laughs> I I don't I'm not a fan of mouth noises, and I probably make too many on this podcast. So oh my god, uh. there's a lot of. Oh, oh, I see what your next podcast will be. ASMR, yeah. ASMR movie reviews. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> oh no. Um, what what else? What other moments do I got? I'm trying to remember. This movie is like a a fever dream. Is it, yes, there is there is there is also real magic. Real Ma- magic, magical Mister Mistopheles is not just like a name. He finds out he can actually do magic, and then once he gets his courage through song to transport <laughs> Judy Dench through another dimension back to I don't know. Uh, and then he's like, he's like, I'm Magneto. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he's not the only cat with magic. Yeah, that's true. McCavity, McCavity. can like, disappear and like make other people disappear. Yeah. It's so strange. And okay. Where, when did he get like henchmen? Taylor Swift is like. Yeah, Taylor Swift is the, is the bad cat. cat. With who comes down to sing and then leaves to just say <laughs> it's McCavity the cat. Yeah, here's I'm gonna introduce you to McCavity properly and then I'm out. See ya. Even though he introduced himself in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and oh. and there's the Jellical yeah. Cat song where they just go Jellical Cats and the Jellical Cats. <laughs> I was in mid mid swallow of water and I almost made a spit take on a podcast. Wow. <laughs> There's just it's just like sayings. Cavity. <laughs> and it's uh Andrew Lloyd Webber doing his like rock opera. Yeah, I I just don't think Andrew Lloyd Webber's like for me. I, I um, don't think his style. I think I'm more of like a Sondheim. <laughs> I think I'm I'm more he's like more grounded. <laughs> I will say I heard a lot of like Phantom of the Opera beats in a lot of the songs where this felt like a precursor to him doing phantom yeah yeah it's 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 strange and you know what i so as we mentioned with the theater experience i i think we should have a one movie like this every year it's like the purge it's (laughs) we have one movie a year get it all out people just yell at it, yell at the movie, laugh. You can eat loudly, use your phone, scream, do whatever you gotta do. As long as every other movie, the rest of, you see the rest of the year, you're good. You're just right. like chill. Just like oh, gotta have a movie purge once a year, and this movie year it purge. was cats. And and there should be like a public vote on which movie it yeah, should be. Yeah, because everyone else would just be like, "This is my movie." Yeah. <laughs> It has to be like Star Wars or yeah, something just, like just that. Just get your bad habits out. Here, this year it's cats. Next year maybe it'll be the color out of space with Nicolas Cage. It comes out soon. What? He's in a new movie. Come on. Yeah, but which one? The which? color out of space. 
Yeah, but he has like 20 movies coming out each year. Is Mandy 2 coming? <laughs> <laughs> Mandy, this time in yellow. Isn't there a, a movie coming out about Nic- Nicolas Cage? Like Playing Nicolas Cage. Right, he's playing ex- existential Nicolas Cage, which he already kind of did in Adaptation. Yeah, I think so. And I really hope it's written by Charlie Charlie Kaufman, too. <laughs> it is not. Charlie Kaufman's movie comes out very soon, though, and I'm currently uh, reading the book. Yeah, I, oh, we're talking but, about too many good things. Like we gotta get back to cats, cats, <laughs> the genital cat, the genital cat. Uh, I don't, I don't know how much more I have to say. It's just like that was, that was something else. Did, and did you have a favorite cat? Um, hmm, no, <laughs> <laughs> I did not like any of them. I, you know, I, I feel like I should turn this into like a Dr. Seuss poem. I do not like them. <laughs> I do not <laughs> bring it back to the room. Uh, yeah, this 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 is the I now know like Wicker Man, like what you felt. Well, at what point did you break on the podcast? It just took yeah, you to the last the episode. Very final episode. It's over. It's I over. broke Matt. <laughs> you saved the best for last. You really did. And, oh, and we know this movie is just awful, but it is so much fun. Oh, yeah. Magical Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I just love how, like, every song ran, like, two minutes longer than it needed to be. <laughs> yeah, every, every, so every song, you get, like, like maybe like 30 seconds of dialogue like oh a break and they're like nope here we go again (laughs) (laughs) oh oh jason derulo yeah oh yeah oh man rum tum tugger there was there was a moment where they look over at jason derulo and he's given like this like oh like that kind of face yeah like a like a oh this isn't good and it's just that his face just cracked me up I just love how he knows what movie he's in, but he's still like giving it a hundred percent. I mean, we cast Jason Derulo, so you know, Jason Derulo. I feel like the <laughs> like if they wanted to get, oh, we need a a good actor who's also a good singer, like Donald Glover, <laughs> but he already did his cat movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, we have to rank the cat movies this year. <laughs> what? There's this year. Did Garfield There's come the- out too? No, it's it's really just between The Lion King and oh, Cats. Lion King, by far. Was the better movie? Absolutely. The emotionless Lion King? Yeah. It's 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 at least what it is, you know? It's at least the same thing as the original. Ugh, no way. I'm going with Cats on this one. I mean, quality... In terms of enjoyment, you're right. You're right. Cats is more enjoyment. It's a yeah. hard one. This It's one of those things that's like impossible to rate, like The Room. You know, it's, it's, this is like zero stars, but with a little heart, you know? Yeah. I think on Letterboxd, I rated it five stars with the caveat of, I know this is a bad movie, but I love it. Yeah. You got to do the, <laughs> the low rating, but then you do like, I liked it. <laughs> uh, I, I'll probably see this again. I don't know, but it's better to do in a, in a theater experience. Yeah. The next time I watch this will probably be a midnight showing if I ever do watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. It's Cause, it's really something else. Because watching this alone, you need help. That's a cry for help. Yeah, I will I will never get the image of 
of Judy Dench going spread eagle out of my head. And I will never forget Idris Alba. Just like once he takes off the jacket, you're just like, oh yeah, oh, is he naked? Damn, he ripped like that one. Is like, is that really you? <laughs> well, I oh Jason Derulo got all mad about this movie because he said it. They CGI'd out his bulge. Yep, they sure did. Um, so you have like Kendall cats. Yeah, yeah. There's it, it's a weird movie, people. I. I feel like I just went down a weird hole. Yeah. I felt very uncomfortable after that movie and I felt dirty. I needed now, do a you shower. Think Hollywood will give Tom Hooper another chance. Sure. He might be in director jail for a little bit, but yeah, he's not going to do a musical again. I don't think he'll do a movie with CGI ever again. Yeah. I think he's going to, he's going to go back to like a King speech type of movie. From what I hear, he did everything you're not supposed to do with a CGI movie. Of, oh, we're not going to put dots on people's bodies or faces so the animators could actually animate. I'd just like to go back to that video clip of James Corden going, the the cat tech, the fur technology, the cats oh, and their people and their cats. <laughs> oh, fuck uh, James Corden. <laughs> I, I remember when he had uh, Rebel Wilson come on to his show to promote her uh movie isn't it romantic right um because they had just come off set of cats yeah and so they were talking about their experience and then they did a little bit on his show where they were doing cats but it seems like they did actually take some props from cats for this where the proportions of food were about their size of their body that's ah. This movie. Chris, James Corden uh, dumpster dives. That's what he does. You know, he's he he really just like calls himself fat the whole time. Yeah. And he's proud of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's, anyways, that's sad. let's wrap this up. Yeah. How would Terry Crews fit into this? <laughs> where, where to? Place him anywhere. I, please? Yeah. So what if there's a new one? I invented a new Jellicle cat to join the gang. Think of it. He's like a, he's like the athletic one. He's like an athletic football cat. <laughs> and his name, handsome Henry Gussington. <laughs> sure. I Why mean, not? it sounds real. <laughs> if you tell, were to throw that not. name. Tell me it's if not. you were to throw that name in the cast list, I couldn't tell you if it was real or <laughs> exactly. fake. Exactly. And he's like, I'm he's a brute, you know, that's his thing. I was like, I'm the strongest, I should win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes too much it makes sense. Makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. Really, anyone. Anyone could be in this movie. Where's it? I want Al Pacino in this movie. Oh my God. Take <laughs> just Al Pacino because he, he had a ton of CGI work done from the Irishman. Just put him <laughs> in Cats as Jimmy Hoffa. Let's just, let's just go, um, meow. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't dare. They wouldn't dare. <laughs> I'm a freaking cat. <laughs> <laughs> I hear uh, you uh, paint anyone. cat litter boxes. <laughs> uh, anyone. Anyone could be a cat. You oh, get a cat. Man. You get a cat. <laughs> We needed an Oprah cat. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. If this is a cat society, 
then yes, we need an Oprah cat. Oh, I, I guess I forgot to mention a storyline-driven thing, uh, I guess. Uh, Jennifer Hudson's character, which you never even mentioned at all. <laughs> she is the <laughs> yeah, one who sails away at the end. Because apparently she's been ostracized uh, because I don't even know why. Oh, it's because she used to be the most beautiful cat, uh, the Jellicle cat, and then one of them got jealous and like beat the crap out of her and scratched her up. So now she's ugly. So now she lives in shame. Oh, oh yes, that's why. That, that that's was why her they arc. Ridicule her. Yes, because now she's an ugly cat, and she is ugly crying the whole movie, just yeah. not oh, everywhere. Yeah. Like like snotty nose, yeah. Like, it is disgusting how much snot is on her. And then you add the creepy CGI cat face. It is truly remarkable, the effort Jennifer Hudson put into this movie. Yeah. I feel I, I feel bad. Like, you know, like she did good with what she did the best she could. She cried a lot for cats, and I feel so sad for her. <sighs> yeah, there's a lot wrong with this movie. I hope but she recovers. I have one question. Mm-hmm. If there was one movie franchise that you had to replace the cast with the cast of Cats, except for one person in that original uh, cast, what right. movie would Are it be? Are you saying put the cast of Cats into another movie? Yep. You're replacing out the cast of that movie, except for one actor or actress. With the cast of cats. I mean, Fast and Furious, just keep Vin Diesel. Damn it, that was mine too, with Vin Diesel talking to cats. I mean, we're in the mood because the F9 trailer just came out. Uh, yes. <laughs> yep. I, yep. W- I want that crossover. Three words. Tarzan rope car. <laughs> <gasps> or Hans back? Uh, Why? I see, but like, I don't even, that's a spoiler to me. I don't even know. We haven't even seen most of these. We need yeah, uh, to, I, we still need to do that, all right? We still need to, on our own, <laughs> continue watching the Fast and Furious franchise. You know my experience with Fast and Furious. It's Tokyo Drift and Fast Five. That's it. That's, That's the it. only ones. I'm good. <laughs> I've seen the good ones. You sure have. I mean, Fast Five is like when it starts to get good, apparently. They get nothing but better after that. <laughs> do they? <laughs> apparently. That's what I hear. <laughs> I mean, I'm all about family, <laughs> but now it's a cat F9 family. About family, got the baby. It's like the cross is like a, I, I don't know. And then there's uh, uh, everyone's making a joke of what will F10 be? Fasten your seatbelt. <laughs> uh, we're getting off cat here. Uh, are we? <laughs> it's it's. It's just as dumb. <laughs> the cat's in the bag. <laughs> All right. What would you rate cats? Uh, I don't. I don't do it often, but I went with the like the cat, but it's like laugh crying. Yep. And yep. I went with yep. three poops, and I went with a wave because like goodbye, <laughs> goodbye. Both because they're waving as they like kill this cat into the sky but also because goodbye this is we're sailing off in this podcast this is a good way to get sent out on i have one last question uh out of all our uh best use of add an actor mm. in a movie which one was your favorite that's tough the one that the first comes to my head is a more recent one and i think it was for fast five where we put terry cruz as a car 
<laughs> oh god, that's amazing. With his face on the hood of the car. Uh, my mine was when we uh Mummy Return styled the the storm in the perfect storm to Danny Trejo's face. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one too. That was a good one too. I like just just making our person into an object is just great. <laughs> I do remember we would with Paul Giamatti, we would just make him Russian all the time. <laughs> yeah, basically, or, take- or he would play a woman with like a full beard. <laughs> good times, good, good times. times. We had good times on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just, what the hell? So the we still have to. Lastly, our last for the last time, uh, let's connect our two movies in the same universe. <laughs> oh my god, how are we gonna do good this? Luck. I have an out there. I have an out there way of doing this. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> so you go at the end of Cats. Jennifer Hudson. She sails off. She sails away to get her new life. And her new life, she gets reincarnated as one of the employees at the radio station. <laughs> okay. Yep. That's what I got. Mine would be. Now hear me out. This, the. The story of Cats, the movie, takes place in Adam Sandler's stoner dreamlike brain while he's listening to the the musical play of Cats. Oh, that's good. That's good. So it's bookend by just falling asleep. I, I thought you were going to go with that. This is all what he's thinking about while like the whole thing at the, the heist, the the capture kidnapping is going on like he's not, he's just like his mind is somewhere else <laughs> that would be great because like he does have sex with that one woman right, right. and it just cuts back to him yeah it's, it's like thinking uh, of cats <laughs> there's a there's a simpsons episode where homer's like yep i'm totally listening and then they go in his brain and it's like that's cats Oh my god! <laughs> I love good. this. Love uh, this. This was a, this was a good good finish. Oh uh, yes, yes. We we had to go out on a bang. Oh did yeah. We ever meow. <laughs> oh, right meow. <laughs> um. So that's that's our that's our finale. Uh, that's it. That's it. Uh, I guess some more. So well, let's let's do a wrap up of the podcast. I wrote okay. some stuff down. Uh, three and a half years ago, Paul and I were work. We were working together at an ad agency, and uh, we wasted several hours a day talking about movies. So we figured, why not start a podcast? It's uh, it's it was some good times. We've been doing it for a long time. We've watched a lot of good, a lot of bad, a lot of bad. You definitely <laughs> saved the worst for last. <laughs> um, I want to thank anyone who has like ever listened to this podcast at all for like the for three years or for three seconds. Uh, it's you, you know it's time you took to listen to us idiots talk about movies. Yes, thank you. Um, and thank you, Paul, for being a great co-host. Thank you, Matt. Good. I want to just thank you for basically taking the load off uh, <laughs> of me on this podcast and handling everything. You're the talent, pretty much. You're the talent. I know. I, I'm the movie talent. <laughs> we all know. Uh, I'll shake my hair. That's an uh, uh, audible hair flip right there. <laughs> yep. Audible hair flip. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Get it out of my eyes. Uh, no, but seriously, you, you've taken the blunt force of 
handling what makes a podcast and everything. We wouldn't have a podcast without you. So definitely, thanks for yeah. doing all that. Uh, it's been fun. It has been. It's been a lot of fun. And like, this doesn't mean we're like never talking movies ever again. Like we're Paul and I consistently talk about movies and like you can chat, talk with us about stuff. We're both on Twitter. We're both on Letterboxd. Um, my Twitter is Xconzo. Paul's yours is Paul underscore Montaigne, right? Yep. Yep. There's yeah. a silent G in there, people. Yep. So good luck. Yep. Hit us up and, you know, get at us on Twitter, get us on Letterboxd. Continue to do the scavenger hunt. That will live on. Uh, we will yep. continue with that. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. It's It's been real. It's been real, guys. See you. See ya. See ya.